Thanks for listening to the Mercy Church Podcast. If you're in the area, we want to invite you to join us the last weekend in March as we celebrate Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Good Friday services will be at 6 p.m. on Friday evening. And then on Sunday morning, we invite you to join us for a time of worship, a message, and baptisms. Bring your friends, your family, and if you feel so led, invite your coworker, cashier, or barista to join you. Services will be held at regular service times at all campuses. To learn more, visit mercycharlotte.com slash events. Again, that's mercycharlotte.com slash events. Hey, Happy New Year, Mercy Church. We made it, 2023. We are here. Woo! Man, I can't believe it, y'all. Uh, it's gonna be a big year, a big year, 2023. I think about even for the Shelton family, Courtney and I are gonna have three kids in our Mercy Student Ministry. That's why I'm rocking the shirt this morning. Oh, man, I'm excited for this year. I think it's a big year of faith for uh, all of us. So here's what I wanna do. Right here on January 1, I wanna open up Psalm 1, the first psalm, and I want to talk for just a minute about the roots of our faith. See, Psalm 1 is going to use the image of a tree. That's our image today, and the psalm says we all know that if you want a tree to grow, you got to feed the roots. The roots take in the water and the nutrients to feed the tree, and it's only a well-fed tree that is eventually going to bear fruit. See, I think we got a big year of faith ahead of us, Mercy Church. We're about seven years old, right? We have seen God do some great things over the past seven years. But listen to me, the people of God, when they remember back on God's faithfulness, those memories, man, they inspire their next steps of faith. Y'all, God has been faithful, and we've got the receipts. So we got to believe this year, we got to step out and trust him in even bigger steps of faith that he might call us to take. And listen, that's true whether or not you've been with Mercy Church for seven years or, or about two minutes right now, right? Listen, in, throughout scripture, you'll see people that weren't a part of those previous generations. They hear stories of God's faith, and that's meant to inspire them to take their next steps of faith. Y'all think that's what's in front of us. God has been faithful, and I want to, all the more reason I want to start this year talking about what makes us the kind of people who will be able to see those steps he calls us to take and then have the courage to actually step out and take a step of faith. Y'all, I'm talking about big faith today, taking those steps. And I know you might be thinking, <laughs> well, that's great, Pastor. And I hope for, you know, Mercy Church, you know, I hope that you guys do take a step of faith. But I really actually hope that God does not afford me the opportunity to step out in a big step of faith because I'm not ready. Like, I'm not ready. I hope that God doesn't give me the opportunity to forgive that person because I'm not ready. I hope that God doesn't give me the opportunity to go on a mission trip because I'm not a missionary. I'm not ready. I actually hope that God doesn't create an opportunity in a conversation for it to go spiritual with one of my coworkers or one of my classmates because ah, I'm not ready for that. I hope there's not an opportunity to give my money to God's mission because I don't know if I can trust you like that. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go there. I'm not sure if I'm ready to take that big step in a relationship like asking her to marry me or something like that. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And here's what I want to tell you. Man, all those steps, those are fruit on the tree. And you can't just make fruit appear. You got to feed the roots if you want to see the fruit. I believe God is going to bear all kinds of fruit in our lives this year if we will give ourselves to the simple everyday habits 
of Feeding the Roots. Today's sermon, simply titled, Feed the Roots. Feed the Roots. God will give you the strength to take steps of faith. God will bear the fruit of that faith when we are feeding the roots, because it's only healthy trees that bear good fruit. So if there's any fear or uncertainty in you, if you're in that spot, you're like, "Ah, I hope that doesn't happen because I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm not ready. Maybe you've just been malnourished and it's time to feed the roots. Let's get into Psalm 1 and get healthy this year. Here we go. Psalm 1 verses 1 and 2. You ready? All right, let's do it. Here's what he says. It's the way he opens the whole thing. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But instead, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Listen up. I think there's maybe one point that I have for you to consider this morning in this pursuit of feeding your faith. That one point is the voices that you listen to are feeding your faith. You see, Fruit is always the product of what you're putting in. I love gardening, so let's stick with this metaphor, right? If I'm trying to grow a zucchini plant out in my backyard, as I have done um, for a few years, right? If, inst- here, if I go to that plant, and instead of putting it in soil, I put it in gravel. And instead of giving it water, I water it exclusively with Mountain Dew. All right? That's the only thing I do, right? It's not going to bear healthy fruit, It's not going to grow. It's going to shrivel up. Leaves are going to turn brown. It's going to die because the roots are getting bad food. King David, our author here, what he's doing at the very start of the Psalms is he's describing bad food for your soul. He describes it three ways. The counsel of the wicked, the way of sinners, the seat of scoffers. These are people who have chosen to reject God. They've got the wisdom of the world, but they scoff, mock at, or totally discredit the wisdom of God. And I'm telling y'all, now in our day and age, 2023 now, we Christians are increasingly a minority when it comes to our faith. The world is just more comfortable scoffing at what we believe. It just depends on what group you're around as to what part of our faith they scoff at, right? Your high school friends may scoff at your sexual ethic, that you would believe that Sex is reserved for a man and a woman in marriage to scoff or mock at it. Or maybe it's your intellectual friends that may scoff at your whole idea of faith, right? That you believe there is a God who is sovereignly in control of all things. They will mock you for that. (laughs) Maybe it's your politically conservative friends who will scoff at our pursuit of justice and equity for the poor and oppressed and our love for the environment that we believe God gave us to steward. Maybe it's your politically liberal friends who scoff at our belief that things like gender and marriage and personhood are given by God and are not ours to redefine. My point is, regardless of the groups, there are voices all around us louder than ever, and if we let them, they will feed our faith. But we get to allow access. Y'all, my biggest, or one of, my big revelations from our time back in the pandemic is how much Christians We're allowing the voices of social media and cable news to feed their roots more than the scriptures. Y'all, if you want the blessed life that he's talking about here, you're going to have to choose what voices to listen to. 
And David says, instead of those out there being the primary voice, let God's word be the primary voice. Let God's word be the food for your faith. Blessed is the one who meditates on it day and night. That means you think on it, you read it, you consider it, you study it, you walk through your day with it in mind, asking God, how do you want me to respond to this word that I've read? How do you want me to respond to this situation that I have in front of me? Morning and evening filled with scripture infused prayer. God, go with me as I go today. I read this today in your word, God. Help me live by it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, let your word be my food. That might mean that you might need to significantly change the voices in your life. Might mean you need to change how you interact with your friend group. May mean you need to change your podcast playlist, your news intake, your music list. Because right now, you might be feeding yourself a whole lot of Mountain Dew and a sprinkling of water here and there. Y'all, I'm not saying, I'm not saying we bubble ourselves off from the world. That's not what I'm saying. In fact, in many ways, I've been convicted as your pastor that I need to be more engaged with the non-Christians that live right around me. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying we need to feed ourselves on the word of God not the words of the world. And the, one of the reasons maybe the American church is not seeing a revival break out in our day may be because of how malnourished the people of God are right now. Doesn't have to be so. And if we want the fruit of faith, let's plant by the streams of water that is God's word. Look at verse three. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does he prospers. Oh, now, don't, don't you see prosper? Don't think health and wealth. Think more like Psalm 90, where the psalmist says, let the favor of our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. This is David saying, as you pursue the Lord, he's going to establish that pursuit of your hands for his glory. The prosperous life is the one nourished by the word of God. That's the tree that'll bear fruit. And think about this. I love this. The fruit of a tree is not for the tree is it? It's for others. Y'all, I'm praying 2023, it's a fruit-bearing season for us, and that will be a blessing to the city of Charlotte and beyond, but it's not going to happen if we're not planted by the water. Only bad fruit will come apart from a devotion to the Lord and his word. The Lord keeps the metaphor going. Remember, the voices you listen to are feeding your faith. He says, the wicked the ones from verse one who we're warned against, he said, here's their fruit. Verse four, when the wind comes, the wicked are not so. As in <laughs> everything he said about the blessed one, the one planted by the water, it's not that way for the wicked. The wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. The metaphor there is the chaff is the husks and straw in wheat. So when a farmer would throw the wheat up in the air in an act of what they called threshing, it would be so that the kernels would fall out and the chaff is the stuff that the wind just blows away. It's lighter than air. It just drives it away. In other words, it's useless and weightless. It's worthless. It brings no benefit to anyone. And that's how he's describing the wicked. So why would we listen to their counsel? Their value is zero. Their wisdom can't stand up against the winds of life, the climates of life. And y'all, I mean, we know this. Life is coming in 2023. This, lest you think, I'm so glad to leave 22 in the rear view. Thank goodness, like we've been saying now for several years about whatever year it was. 
2023 is going to be my year, man. Now, listen, I have a little bit of appreciation for that because 23 is the number that Michael Jordan wore. So I do believe we all get a Jordan year right now, and I'm really hopeful for that. Sure. But let's be real. It's going to come with some troubles. It is. It's going to come. We're fools to think that this year is going to be free of hardship until heaven our years will include sorrow and hardship. I'm hopeful for wonderful celebrations too, but this is life, which is why you got to feed your faith daily. I love this metaphor of a stream because um, a stream is something that carries new water to the roots every single day. Do you love this metaphor? Every single day. Lamentations 3, the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. God's word, his food for your faith, it will never get stale, ever. If you'll sit with him, talk with him, pray desperately with your Bible open before God to satisfy you in the morning with his steadfast love, Psalm 46, I promise he'll meet you. I promise he will. And even on the stormy days, your leaf will not wither. Y'all, as I was studying for this and preparing for this, I was just thinking about this tree metaphor that the psalmist opens up the psalms with, and it got me thinking about, um, you know, there's this, uh, the redwood forest over in California, largest trees in America, right? Um, the General Sherman tree, whatever, whatever it's named that, I don't know, but it's big old sequoia, and it is 275 feet tall. This is a massive tree, and the whole forest is filled with these massive, really, really old, huge trees, right? Here's what's amazing to me. The roots of these trees are about 10 to 12 feet deep. It's not very, I was, I was expecting like, 100 feet deep at least, right? No, 10 to 12 feet deep. Well, how in the world do they survive if a storm comes and they're so top heavy, you would think, how do they survive? Well, here's what's fascinating to me. The sequoia trees, those redwoods never grow alone. And what happens is their roots, while shallow, are very intertwined with other trees and their roots. So when the wind hits one, it hits them all and they tighten up together and they survive the storm together. And that will just preach, all right? It's awesome. You have got to be feeding yourself in God's word. And then here's what's awesome to me. It may be that God feeds you in the morning and feeds your faith for you to help carry someone else's faith during a storm in their life. This means you've got to be embedded into community as you walk forward in 2023. All right, listen, last two verses, five and six, David's going to drop the metaphor and he's going to tell us that there's a finish line. There's a finish line for the righteous and a finish line for the wicked. And he just kind of, again, the metaphor fades into the background and he gets serious. He says, therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Listen, there are two groups of people, each on their own path. And when the last day comes, the wisdom of the world will bear its final bad fruit. It'll bring death to all who follow it. But there's also, he says, a righteous congregation. I gotta tell you about them. They're not simply righteous because they're the ones that live the perfect lives. They are righteous because of the one who made them righteous. They planted themselves by the stream. They were nourished by the water. Jesus says he is the stream. He's the one who has living water, and anyone is thirsty. Anyone who needs to feed the roots of their soul can come to him and find life. The food our souls need each day is the reminder that our righteous identity, our righteousness, 
is given to us in Christ. You don't earn your righteousness. You don't do enough to get it. You were made righteous by the righteous one. You don't have some sort of good fruit quota you got to hit in 2023 that God says, unless you're producing that much fruit, you're no good. God is the one who's going to produce the fruit. Just feed the roots. And as we listen to his word each day, as we pray and we say, God, what are you calling me to do? How are you calling me to apply your word? Letting God's voice feed our soul. His word is written out for us. His voice, can you believe it? It's written out for us in his word. And it's convictionally applied through his Holy Spirit. So let's walk through our days together as the people of God in confidence that one day we will stand together finally at the end of all things in the congregation of the righteous. Here's my assignment for you. How are you going to, it's to, whether this is with your family, sitting down together, whether it's you individually alone with a journal and the Lord, I want you to answer the question, how are you going to feed the roots of your faith this year? How are you going to feed the roots? I'm telling you, it's going to be to your benefit here on New Year's Day, not to just make like a New Year's resolution, okay? Those are about like getting a little bit better and doing so in your own strength. I'm talking about food. How are you going to feed your faith? This isn't a, wouldn't it be nice if I did this kind of thing? It's a must kind of thing. I've got to feed my faith. Something will feed your faith. I'm telling you. To take this time to consider this. What steps are you going to take? Let me give you a couple of easy starters. I wouldn't be a good pastor for you if I didn't help you get going in the right direction. Maybe what you need to do is you need to set aside a few minutes every day to meditate on God's word. The way I like to think about it is pray, read, pray. I pray for conviction. God, I'm about to open up your word. Your word is food. Your word is life. So God, meet me here. I read it and then I pray for conviction about it. Right? Pray for application. I pray for my day, whatever I've got coming in front of me. And maybe you need to do that. And then maybe instead of saying amen at the end of that time in the morning with the Lord, maybe you need to say, okay, let's go. Not amen as if I'm now shutting off the conversation with God. But instead, I am beginning the conversation with the Lord that is going to go with me throughout my entire day. And I'm going to keep that channel open all day long, listening for his conviction, listening for the Holy Spirit to guide me. And I'm not saying amen until I lay my head on the pillow at night, trusting the Lord while I sleep. And we're going to start the conversation again when I get up. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's leading your family in a daily devotion of some kind. Maybe it is beginning to pray for someone, you know, that doesn't know Jesus. And you're going to start praying. You're just going to start praying for him. Ask God to show you your next step. You're scared right now of that conversation. Maybe you just need to commit them to the Lord. God, help me take a step. You know, less than 4% of Christians will ever share their faith with another person. I think it's because we don't pray desperately for their salvation. I think we don't feed our faith on remembering the miracle of our own salvation. We don't feed our faith in prayer. And so, of course, we wouldn't share it. Let's just pray and see what the Lord does. Whatever it is, I want you to pray about it, write it down. Here's how I'm going to feed my faith this year. And put it somewhere where you'll see it. Maybe it needs to be a reminder on your phone. Every time, a certain time in the morning, it's going to pop up. It says, feed your faith, right? Whatever that is. If you're like, yeah, but I don't eat breakfast, I don't care. Your soul eats breakfast, okay? So I don't care what plan you're on. Feed your faith. 
Y'all, I want God to move in our church. And I believe if we plant ourselves by the stream, he will move. If we feed our faith through prayer and devotion, I don't want to try and create fruit apart from the Lord. Let's feed our faith, and I think he'll move. And as he does, we'll be ready to take whatever step he's called us to. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the blessing of your word, the presence of your spirit with us. God, thank you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you for preparing a place for us that we will go at the end of days and stand and rejoice and celebrate and feast in the congregation of the righteous. If you, as I'm praying, haven't received Christ, you haven't received that forgiveness. All of these blessings are for those that are in Christ. I want to offer you the chance to do that now. Here on the first day of 2023, how do you feed your faith? It's by receiving what Christ has done for you. Say, God, I believe that I'm a sinner. Yes, I do believe that. And I believe I can't save myself. 23 is not going to be me just trying some self-improvement plan. But instead, I receive the forgiveness that Christ offers me by dying for my sin. I believe he died for my sin. I believe he rose again. And I receive new life in Christ. I receive the water. Thank you, God, for saving me. You tell him that. Thank you, God, for saving me. Lord, thank you for your grace. It is your mercies are new every morning. Oh, great is your faithfulness. Help us to plant our roots by the stream. Help us to feed our faith this year. And would you prepare us in doing so? God, would you prepare us to bear fruit for your glory? We ask in your son's name. Amen.